0: So, Heilek Dalad, portion 4 of their HaShem, we're going to be discussing now, Avodas HaShem, serving HaShem. Okay, we discussed what is man, we discussed how HaShem runs the world, we've discussed how man interacts with HaShem, and his prophecy, and all sorts of other spiritual things, um, using divine names and everything. Now we're talking about serving HaShem. Okay, so, um, serving HaShem, divides into uh, two basic portions. One is the study, um, thinking, basically using our minds to connect to Hashem, to serve Hashem, to our minds. And the other one is through the actions. right? Um, actions themselves divide, obviously actions, we'll call them mitzvahs, as we did mention back in... Um, the first tchelik is that mitzvahs can be things that if you need something for your continued divine service, right? for example, you need energy, so you need to eat. So if you need energy to be able to do mitzvahs or to be able to learn Torah, right? So and so you're eating right now in order to have that energy, so you need this in order for your continued divine service. And... There's nothing forbidden about it, which means the food is kosher, right? That there'll be something forbidden about it, to prevent this from happening. So you need it for your kinyan a sham? The food is kosher, right? And you have intention when you eat it; you're doing it for the sake of being able to consume, Then that itself becomes a mitzvah, and it's just not about not just about food. It's about you know, going to work. It's about uh, exercising. It's about uh, I don't know. Fixing a leak in your roof, whatever whatever is the thing that is necessary to be able to continue to serve Hashem, as long as there's nothing forbidden about doing that, and you have the proper intention, that's also a mitzvah. We'll talk about more classic mitzvahs, like he's going to tell us, but the same rules will apply. Okay, so mitzvahs divide up into four basic categories of mitzvahs. We're not meaning all mitzvahs, positive and negative commandments, all is divided to four categories uh, as they pertain to. Um, their frequency of uh, of happening, right? So, one are mitzvahs, continuous mitzvahs, mitzvahs that are always applicable. And again, this can be true for positive mitzvahs and negative mitzvahs. Can you only think of a positive commandment that is always applicable? There's always an opportunity, you could always do this mitzvah. So tzedakah? Not really. If I took you, you know, if if you're stuck on a, a desert island, I'll make an extreme example, right? Who are you going to give tzedakah to? Get your satellite phone out. Um, you know, go on cell, send it over. Right. Works. Got it. Right. True. If you could get your phone. It's free. Right. Okay. It's free you can do. So, oh, okay, good. So, so Jeff retracted that statement. Good. So yeah. So Ezra. So Ezra saying, think about, think about. Things like emuna, right? I'm assuming that's what Ezra you're referring to, right? The belief in God, right? One of the, one of the continuous mitzvahs is belief in God. If you, when you uh, feel uh, another example would be feeling love towards Hashem, right? Do that; it's a mitzvah. Boom, always available to you, right? Awe of Hashem, always available. Whenever it's a constant mitzvah. And it's really something a person could do, always. 24-7, 365 days, a year. And something we should be doing. I mean, it's incumbent upon us to do. To live in a state of awe and love towards our Creator, and of course, believing in our Creator. Right? Um, good, that's a, that's a constant. It's a, a negative mitzvah that's always pro- prohibited is, for example, idol worship. You cannot, can never do it. right? It's always prohibition okay now next is something it's not always but it's on a daily basis right so daily basis would be like jeff said feel prayer right uh or back when there was a base of middish there was the the carbonos medius right the the ongoing uh sacrifices that were brought every single day no matter what right shabbos yom tov, weekday winter, summer, always, every single day, bring carbon, right? Um, we have we have another, another example. It's important to remind ourselves because it's actually something that we do but days we're not cognizant of, is the mitzvah to remember Yitzhi, Yes Mitzrayim. Mitzvah to remember that Hashem took us out of Egypt, right? That is a daily, actually twice a day mitzvah, once in the morning, once in the evening. And twice a day, mitzvah from the Torah, to remember you fulfill that this morning. It's <laughs> um. a good question. You don't have to answer that in public, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just raising that. that. something to. So the truth is that in the, if you davened, if you davened a full chakras, then you did because built into chakras, I'll let you figure out where there is a, there is a remembering of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Okay. So the point is, mitzvahs that happen on a daily basis. But once you fulfill it, you're done with it. I mean, you fulfill the mitzvah, checkbox, right? Finished. No, right? Yeah, the, there's not more of it to be done, necessarily. Okay? Maybe, you could do it, maybe you could do it in a bigger way. You could have a longer, or you could um, you know, spend longer time thinking about Yisraeli Mitzrayim, but once you've done it, you've done it. That's, that's, a, that's a Yomi. Then we have Zmani, that's periodic. Something that periodically comes up. Alex, you can think of a periodic mitzvah. Something comes up sometimes, but sometimes not available. Good. Perfect. Holidays. Shabbos, holidays, right? Sukkos. You have to wait for a while, right? Until, until you're going to get that mitzvah. It's not available in the meantime, right? Good. And then the final ones are mikri'i, happenstance. Something that when it comes up, it comes up. But when it's not around, it's not around. Moshe, can you think of an example? Okay, good. How, how about tzedakah? <laughs> tzedakah? Exactly. Right now happens to be that Moshe is always looking out for an opportunity for tzedakah. He just feels like it's talmud. It's everyone today. Everyone but, always sending out donations. links. Tzedakah is constantly <laughs> knocking. I would say like shulchan <laughs> is a good example. Right, <laughs> shulchan, meis mitzvah. Sure, all, right. all all those all those uh, types. Right okay um, so that is those are, those are the four types of mitzvahs but says the Ramchal and Ozdalad now we're moving into Ozdalad moving through the first parak pretty quickly says the Ramchal uh, the Sada Shavabi name the commonality between all of them is Turning towards Hashem. Paying your attention towards Hashem. Doing something towards Hashem. Doing something towards bringing yourself closer to spirituality. To uh, closeness to Hashem. um, As opposed to getting caught up. Distracted and involved in this world. And that's what he says that he already uh, discussed that. Back in the first Heilich. In the fourth chapter. Um, however obviously every mitzvah had its own particular details, certain unique kavanahs, right? some mitzvahs you do you know, shiloh Khan, you have one kavanah uh, for shiloh hakan thinking about you know, the fact that Hashem is not in this world he is a, a, he's kind of compared to the mother bird, where, like, the eggs, and, all those, all those analogies, whatever that may be, right? So that's going to be a very different type of a thought than when a person's putting on fill and thinking about us recognizing the oneness of Hashem and uh, being the chosen people, etc. So every mitzvah has its own unique um, characteristics and details. So, So then the Ramchal says he's planning to... Over here in the rest of the sefer, discuss some of the more common ones. Of course, there's many, many, many. Uh, if you really want to dig in, there are some sforum that are designated for discussing some of the Tameya mitzvahs. What's really happening? What's happening in the mitzvahs much more uh, extensively? There's obviously the you know the Rambam's uh, sefer mitzvahs, right? It goes to all 630 mitzvahs. If you want to throw in the hasagas of the Rambam, right? argument between the Rambam and the Ramban. You can do that. Uh, a little bit simpler. So, lots to discuss. So, we're going to follow the De'er HaShem over here, and uh, just get a general overview of some of the basic mitzvahs. Okay, so, we're going to start with Talmud Torah. He told us there's two, par- there's two parts. There's Talmud Torah, there's mitzvahs. So, the next chapter, chapter 2, uh, is... Dealing with Talmud Torah. Yeah, there's a reason in the introduction that it doesn't specify Torah. It says Talmud. It is a, the implication that it's supposed to be Torah? Like a small detail or is a reason? Where is this? it? It says Talmud. Oh, by me it says Talmud Torah. But uh, these, these titles are not the Ramchals anyway. They're, the, they're from the publisher. That's on the first. Uh, within the words itself. Say again? The last chapter. No, Chapter this chapter. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, we, we just, yeah, last chapter, we just finished the chapter. But, uh, we just says, um, a hell, is that there any significance to, um, I think he's trying to be general, you know, the I guess intellectual pursuit. Okay. Of any mitzvah. Of any mitzvah. No, no. Intellectual pursuit. Intellectual mitzvahs are action based. Intellectual pursuit of of closeness to Hashem, of understanding Hashem, of understanding his ways, of 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 relating to him right Mm now. The the way that we have how how you how you relate to the infinite? Hey, let me. Uh, how do I manage to wrap my? What's that? Um, no, there, there seems to be no way for the finite to relate to the infinite. To relate means to find a commonality, to find something to grab onto, right? Connection. A connection. Connection. Means that there's something where you and that thing that you're connecting to are even at you're you're, you're the same you're, you you find the commonality, are right? you touching point? Where does the finite equal infinite? Well, would you say you could relate to your parents? On some levels, you could, yeah. Even as a child, right? Because they're finite and you're finite. Even a little tiny child is finite. And a very big parent is still finite, right? So, big parent might be ten times bigger than the little child, but they're both still finite. So There's still some relationship, right? But but once one is finite, one one's infinite. That's a the biggest difference you could possibly have in every way. I mean, not just in a one way, right? But in every way, we're finite in every way. Hashem was infinite in every way that makes it very difficult to relate to right so good news for us is that Hashem gave us Mm -hmm. the Torah right where he um, using his um, ability to do anything um, put I I don't want to go into uh, I people love this word "tsimtsum," right? The, the constriction. Um, very f- few people understand what it means, but the point is Hashem limited Himself in, in certain ways, where now there would be, there could be, there could be relatability, right? Uh, and uh, and then Hashem put that into the Torah. So let, let's—he's going to say it over here. Okay. So so the, so the study of Torah. Uh, Divides basically into two different parts, and uh, first part is very simple: learning Torah in order to know what to do with the mitzvahs. Right, Uh, pick up a uh, good art school book, you know, Kashrus, the kosher kitchen, right? The uh, the it, the, the Holy Shabbos queen or whatever it is, right? And then Read it carefully. Know what to do. Boom, you're done. Okay? So you have to learn in order to know what to do. You don't learn, you can't possibly know what to do. So you, then you won't be able to do mitzvahs. Just a good idea. you got to learn to know what to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, the... The... That is one. That's the one that most people understand, seemingly. There's the Ramkal obviously, is going to spend a lot more time on the next one because the next one is much more esoteric, abstract, which is that the learning of the Torah itself is actually a huge thing. In fact, he told us back in the first halic, that there's actually the, the most powerful. Mode of connecting to Hashem. I heard a heard a great story last night. Okay, so, how is the study of Torah so powerful? In what way? I mean, you're... And this is something that the truth is, if you really want to get into this, the the morale spends about the first 10-15 chapters of Tiferes Israel is... His magnus opus on the Torah, uh, discussing right because obviously person says what uh, Rabbi, I'm learning about uh, if one cow gores another cow, right? Uh, who has to pay whom? I mean, how is this such a uh, a lofty thing? What, what's so what's so uh, great about this? Uh, if I was studying Kabbalah, I understand, you know. Then I, then maybe it's uh, very esoteric, right? But uh, well, this, what's what's the, what's the so great about this, so the Ramchal is going to try to much more concisely address the same thing, okay so number one Hashem has a created a very high level manifestation of himself um, which is called a Hashpo Hashpo means literally a pouring out or you know um, and a spiritual influx, right? Uh, so, everything, all the different mitzvahs and uh, and and the Torah, every revelation of Hashem is through a hashpah, a, through uh, us receiving some sort of a divine manifestation. It can be sometimes analogized to light, right? That's an analogy, light. Uh, shining, it can sometimes be analogized to um, you know, flowing, you know, like a blessing or something flowing from up above. Either way, so the the highest Hashpo. the highest manifestation that Hashem created, He linked. With the Torah The Hazal say that the Torah The entirety of Torah Is All permutations of divine names What does that mean? A divine name is a certain manifestation a certain manifestation of, of the divine So Hashem took all those manifestations and wove them together into a tapestry that we can tap into that we can interact with and by doing so receive all these clo- all the Hashem. Clo- that's uh, in a very lofty way now if we bring it down a little bit we say on a simpler level like this so, so if we say it that way, then we also say that there's nothing outside of Torah. Right? Because all the manifestations... That's saying that those names don't exist... Don't, those names... We know... We know, uh, we, we know uh, some of those names. We, we know those names. We spoke about before in, in, in the third halak earlier that one can use some of these names, uttering them, causing the Changes, certain changes in the world, and, uh, and uh, manipulating angels, and uh, causing oneself to go up to higher spiritual states, and all that type of stuff. Okay, and here they are embedded into the Torah. Okay, so when a person uh, then reads the words of the Torah, right, he's activating those those manifestations. That's in a very abstract way. I just want to say it in in a much more concrete way, just so that we have something to grab onto, is no matter how seemingly trivial is this topic of what Hashem is telling us He wants, that His desire is that if this man's cow gored that man's cow in a particular situation, here's what you do. You have to pay him half or whatever it is, right? That is a concrete place that we can actually grab on to a manifest will of the divine. That is what Hashem wants. And I'm thinking currently the same thought that Hashem is thinking. Hashem is thinking this man should pay him half price for the cow. And I'm thinking Hashem that he should pay him half price for the cow. I have currently found a place to overlap. Right, We're talking about the difficulty... How does the finite relate to the infinite? Very, very difficult, right? No overlap. Nowhere where we, where we are kind of touching, right? You know, the, Michelang- the famous Michelangelo with the finger, right? So, you know where you have this, the finger? That's right here. These tiles up above our heads, right? should draw a Michelangelo drawing over here, right? Because Hashem is, when, when you're machavin right, you understand... Something that this is what Hashem would like in this situation. No matter how trivial the situation is. But that actually is the will of the divine. How often do you get to get into the brain, so to speak, Kivah if such a thing could be, into the mind of the divine. Where you're thinking the same thing He's thinking. Right? That's what the Torah allows. Now that's for the Torah shabbal Pat. Right. Those are. So we have now two simple explanations. We'll probably go back and do this a little bit more now. But I just wanted to put down two basic understandings because Torah itself divides up, like Don Rambam is going tell us, into two parts: Torah Sheb'chsav and Torah Torah has a segula. Segula means what? In the past, we defined it many times. It's no what unique spiritual uh, characteristic segula means a unique spiritual characteristic okay so the so the reading of the words of the Torah has the uni- has a unique spiritual characteristic of bringing down this flow. And that's like like the Ramchal explained with the names. Okay, that's in Torah Shabbat. And that happens even if you don't understand a single word you're reading. As long as you know how to read Hebrew, it happens. Okay? Uh, as opposed to what we were talking about before, where you are thinking the same thought that Hashem is thinking, that only happens with... When you understand, it, right? That's the other part of the of the Torah, which is the understanding part. Okay, so we'll, um, so what is, we'll see. What is reading art scroll? Like scroll, the, the chapters, is that idea? Into which one? Into the, the to whatever level you're understanding. If, if, you, if you think you're understanding when, when you're reading that, then yeah. assuming that you're actually right, but there it's an absolute condition, you have to understand helpful or uh, by the example of uh, where you said that um, knowing this like how this would play out in God's divine well therefore you're now and with that um, it's the knowing in theory of um, lesser degree that actually seeing it play out in actuality and being there and being like oh well, this is how this works well how, how does what we meaning a cow I don't care I don't care about a cow killing another cow what I care is that if you owe him money right that I understand that who owes who now I think I think what you mean what you mean is maybe that there's a difference if a judge if the case is brought to a daim a judge right and he's asked who should pay whom and he's and he rules correctly right a dan a should Dan emislamito someone who judges uh, a case of court truthfully means he gets it right he actually made that the thing should happen in the world what Hashem wanted to happen he becomes a shoot of my separations. He becomes a partner in the creation of the world. It doesn't have to go to like the judges, let's say you know, you and I are in a business group and then I say, Oh, and these are the rules that I learned. According to, to this and this, and that and you say you know, what you're right. You those and that's the moment where, you know, non judge actor has manifested God will So as I was saying, if the point is if if that was if that was issued as a power of the Torah, it means to say if if he just thinks, oh, well, Moshe is a nice guy. I don't really know if, if that is the will of God or it's not the will of God. But Moshe is just such a nice guy and, and I'm anyway pretty rich. It's a small sum of money. I'll just do it. Then it's not really the will of God happening. But but if he trusts, if he understands that, oh, no, Moshe is a Muslim, right? I mean, you, right? That, that Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu leaned his hands on Yeshua, said, you know the kinds of the Torah that I taught you and it went all the way down and you are also a now, it went all the way to you and you say to your fellow, this is what the will of God is, that this should happen like this I should pay you or you should pay me or whatever it is and he understands that this is manifestation of divine will then yes, then that, then that, then that has another feature that we don't have in in the Talmud right What's the, uh, the story that uh, the river flowed backwards in the basket um, Yeah, yeah. With Rabbi and Haggadol. Against Hugado. the other Hakamim, yeah. So that in there is that he was grabbing onto his relation to the divine so strongly because to him that's it has to go this way like you're depriving me of what would be for me that ultimate connection that's probably what he was thinking something like that yeah there's there's, there's a lot more to that That, that's that's quite a uh, a complicated story I mean the story ends with with one of the greatest sages of all times being excommunicated, so it's uh, and, and dying in, in excommunication. So definitely a, a deep story. Um, maybe we'll be zochet to learn together one day. But uh, yeah. for now, we'll stop at that. Um, what about learning something like that? Learning the Hashem, so that would fall into the second category. So the, not understanding of the... Of dual, I hope understanding, I, I hope. That's, but this is not... If this entire of, time, what? This, this isn't Dalpe, no? Not Trashopin? Right. Why not? This is not, I automatically assume that's Gaborna. This is... Sometime later than tomorrow. Um, it all boils down to understanding so says you're to the Torah and, to the and the yeah, Halakala Moshe Mishina. I mean, if you're trying to understand uh, the, uh, the Tanakh and the oral traditions uh, that came along uh, with it from Moshe, then that is then that is uh, the the second halak of of understanding Torah. We're not reading psukim right now, right? So we're understanding. Know, Raja says. Raja says, yeah. Hashem's will. That's why I, Hashem's will. I all it was clarifying because if you have Bothane and you have Tiksa that kind of like limits everything else yeah. in Torah. That's why I was, just, I was trying to get a better setting like wherever else fits in. Right. So, so this character? this is in the in, in the Talmud, in, in the learning section. So it's not just Torah for the first section. Yeah. yeah okay okay uh, anything which will help a person understand the divine you know the, the divine will obviously as coming from anything that will help a person understand the torah ultimately right so it's all, it's all at some point or another boils back down to psukim etc even if the source that you're learning maybe doesn't is not mentioning those psukim right so you're learning the the Der HaShem, you're learning the the Nefesh HaKaim, you're learning you know uh, one of the uh, the great recent uh, Talmud of and he's explained to you something about how HaShem built the world or or what is what HaShem wants from us, how to understand mitzvahs or whatever it is right, so in one way or another it's all these thoughts will, if you trace it far back enough, they will be rooted in the Torah so that means you're understanding the Torah. Yeah. Okay. So like we said, that there's this super-duper high level of Ashpo, right? That Hashem linked up with uh, the written Torah. <laughs> and that is, like what we already alluded to, I'm just going to say the words that he says over here, Higayon, and Haskalah higayon means reading, reading the words when you do mitzvah of shteim mikra, right? Reading the parshas shavuot twice a week, twice every week, right? So we are that's just an example. Reading, you open up the Torah to any portion and you read three psukim, you read one pasuk, you read a word, right? You're fulfilling higayon.
1: Right? you're fulfilling the
0: learning of, of Torah uh, the but trick is you have to actually utter the word you can't just be scanning with your eyes you have to actually utter the word okay? um, we're going to see there's going to be a number of conditions as well for the segula for the um, unique spiritual characteristic of the learning of higayon of pronouncing the Torah to work for example it has to be done with reverence, with awareness that you're learning Torah. If a person picks it up and he doesn't realize he's learning Torah. He thinks he's reading a newspaper. It's not gonna work. Yeah? Person um say reading it in the you know in in the bathroom. Right? It's not gonna work. Person's hands are not clean. It's not gonna work. So there are conditions because it has to it has to be you have to be open to receiving that that spiritual influence, like if you're not reading it out loud it's not gonna work Um, fine, and then there's the Haskalah, the understanding which if you you, uh, don't have to be reading anything out loud right, it might be better to read it out loud maybe much better to read out loud as far as remembering, understanding uh, maybe other good things but but if you just, if, but even if you don't do that, and you understand a concept in Torah, that itself, that that, that is his color. Okay, so therefore it comes out, um, and that's that. Okay, maybe, maybe we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of these two aspects. Maybe we'll do that next week. It's 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 a bit of a big topic. We're not gonna finish right now anyway. So we'll, we'll pick up here with Higayonha color next week. So, uh,